0: Hiring is hard. Express employment professionals, make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted and interviewing unqualified applicants. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop.
1: Wind down
2: with Jana Kramer and iHeartRadio podcast. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. It's the week. Good morning, Jana.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what Good morning. Is that?
2: that would be my current mood. Good morning, Jana and Catherine. Guys. What a blessed day today is. It's book week. It is book week, and I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I got teared up. Did you hear it on the Instagram? I tried to swallow my tears fast. Friend, I why, did. Why, why'd you get teary? Probably cry right now. <sighs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel like there might be we a might few tears in yeah. this episode of of Wind Down. Yeah, I'm just really proud of you. <sighs> Same. Cat had said something to me. We were flying back from New York last night, and I sometimes forget because I've we've all lived it, but I guess I in my mind. It might have not been as heavy, and she was. Ever, she was. Would,
1: would, do I, I'll let you say what you said to me on the plane about how every time you read it, every time I read anything about it, every time you talk about it, it makes me cry. And I'm not. I mean, I I, I am a crier, but I like to avoid my feelings. At, at, you know, there is something about this topic that just gets me every single time.
2: I it, was crying in the car on the way here. <laughs> She was, and- I called her. She called me, and I was like, I was just crying and listening to worship music too, because I go, (laughs) I mean,
1: anyway, it's, I don't want to go straight into, I mean, it's book week, I'm so excited for you, but yeah, it's a lot, it's emotional.
0: Well, you almost, I think,
1: I forget, I didn't go
0: through all of this alone, and you guys carried a lot of this with me. You were in the book, and I can't remember which chapter it was, but we were under a table together, Mm -hmm. you and me, uh, KB, and then Catherine, obviously, I mean, you are a ginormous yeah. part of the book and there's so many things that we talk about from the very beginning to, and there's so many things too that, you know, are even not in there that we've yeah. been through with everything. And so I, for I almost forget how much weight you guys have also carried through the last seven years of. Of of this next chapter.
2: Yeah, I think it's about 260, 260 pounds is what we were carrying. Does that <laughs> feel accurate? I'm not sure. Exact
1: weight class, but I think that, at least speaking for myself, I don't even think I realized until those moments how much weight mm. I was carrying in that time. You carry double. I think. Right. It's just like in the moment, it's just like, what do we need to do? Let's take care of things. Let's, you know, da-da-da. It's not until I hear y'all talk about it and I go back there, or I read about it and I think about it and I'm so emotional. I don't realize how much weight it actually was on me as well. What do you think as a friend was the hardest
0: piece for you going through that journey with me those many years?
1: The hardest part was just seeing you hurt. I mean, it's nobody wants to see anybody hurt, but then to have the person that's the closest to you hurt over and over and over again, but also in part, not doing it to yourself, but allowing it. And that's, I think was the hardest piece because it's like, you, I understand that you can't see it when you're in the middle of it. I totally understand that, but that's what's so frustrating on this point, this part, you know, is like, you can't see it, but you're so hurt and you keep getting hurt and you're allowing yourself to get hurt. But it's like a, it's like a, it's a frustrating and hard feeling because, you know, I mean, as Amy's told me before, like they have to see it for themselves. And you know that I know that in that moment, but I'm like, just praying like what, at what point, at what point is she going to see it for herself? At what point
2: is the hurt not going to be worth it? It was interesting to me. I felt like I always was fighting as long as you were fighting. And then there was the time, like the straw that broke the camel's back for me was not as catastrophic and big as I thought it would be. Hmm. I mm-hmm. thought it would be like a big, like some giant relationship or some huge, you know, something outside of marriage. And I was like, that's it. It And I remember exactly where I was when you sent it. I remember exactly how I typed it and just sent it from my soul. And I, I think it's just difficult because we were friends with him too. Mm. And so it was like, Stop messing with this. Like, stop messing with all of us. Stop, stop hurting our friend. But then also, like, we have fun game nights and we're all we all have inside jokes. Like, Kat and I have both been on the road with you at separate times. Like, I did all of Texas with you and Mike, you know, like I'm like, but this is too tall, Mike. Like, get it together, dude. You have such a good life. Yeah. And I always felt especially layered. For you, Kat, because you have the business side to carry, too. Like, you defend her as a friend, but then you also defend her as a client. And so that's why, to me, it always is perceived as double, double heavy. Sure. Not, not that you have ever framed it that way, but in right. my brain, I'd always literally had yeah. said, like, Ooh, couldn't I wouldn't want to be Kat.
1: Well, it's just a hard, you wanting to be a friend, but also thinking, like, but how do we protect her? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you got to think about that. How do we protect finances? How do we protect, you know, you have to go into like a business mode and a, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. And I I can remember very specifically in that time, and I hope you heard it this way. I tried really hard, you know, okay, this is friend cat talking. This is business cat talking now because Mm -hmm. it seems so callous. I mean, it just seems so, and I understand I am a tough love type person anyways. So then- that layered with that having to go, okay, but we have to think about this too. It seemed hard and it was hard for me and it was hard. It made me feel, you know, like I was just too tough sometimes. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, I was probably the one person that from the beginning said leave. I I understand that. I'll never forget when you called and say, okay, KB actually said it's time, Mm -hmm. you know, because I just was the only one that kind of from the beginning Whether I should have or I shouldn't have, you know, I, I go back and forth on whether I should have even stated that, but I kind of was the one, you know, that just from the beginning was like, enough is enough. Is that where you think he,
0: y'all's, why you think he throughout the years didn't like you?
1: Probably. That
0: you guys had that tension?
1: Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so hard because hearing that has real, it's really, uh, it's really been hard. You know, hearing you say the other day, um, you're not sure if he liked me the whole time. That was hard to hear. Because like you said, like I considered him a friend Mm -hmm. and I'm going to cry because I did. I loved him too. And our husbands loved him. Yeah. And he hates us now, you know, and that's not easy and somewhat not fair.
2: You know, I don't feel like that's fair. Um, Because- Because we also defended him on the backside so many times. Yeah,
1: Every time you said- I'm not leaving. I'm forgiving him. I chose to, I don't know if I forgave him, but I chose to move on. Sure, I chose to get along with him. I chose for him to still be my friend. Did I believe everything he was saying? No, I didn't. But I made a conscious choice to, if you're going to stay in this, I'm going to be in this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, it is, man, it's just hard to really hear that. I guess he didn't feel the same way. Well, I don't know. I was just. Right.
3: And you're probably right.
1: There was always that when
0: there was a fight, it would be like, well, Catherine's just your yes person or this or whatever. And
1: well, and what's interesting to that to me is (laughs) I was thinking about this the other night. I feel like if I was your yes person, I would have said, oh, yeah, you're right. You can make this work. Mm -hmm. I I was the opposite. And so in that moment, I truly, and I wasn't necessarily the opposite. I, you know, I wasn't always just like, oh my God, you know, him or, you know, or whatever. But, It was a, y'all can't keep doing this to yourselves. You can't keep living this way. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I know that he thought that about me, that I was your yes person. To me, I just felt like that, you know, for the longest time, truly, you just wanted to make it work. You really wanted people to tell you to make it work. In my mind, I
2: think you did. Well, I also think you thought it could. Like you have two kids with someone. This isn't like a totally breakup,
0: right? And when you believe Absolutely. that, when someone says, oh, "I'll," ne-, it's like you want to believe. Of course, you do. Also, the father of your children, right? And so I think that that kept me staying there because it's it's like, well, what if he did? What mm-hmm. if he did change? Then then what you know? And I think what mm-hmm. I kind of realized through the book and when you guys read it too is even if, and I even said in there, like even if there wasn't some monumental thing, there were so many, we were not each other's person and -hmm. it wasn't just because of the infidelity. And that's something that I realized, like he didn't meet the needs that I really truly love now and receive from Alan and everything else. So it's- And he didn't
2: give you a chance to like get to know yourself well either
0: but that's not just on him though. No, I know. You know. But, but like that relationship I, never sure. gave
2: you the chance. Well,
0: no, and that's where it always felt very unfair. It's like I didn't get to be the wife that I would have loved to have been. Having said that, I think it's also where I go to we just maybe weren't as compatible and I we moved quick obviously and I don't and know anything that. about
1: that in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> I was just toxic kind of from the beginning. Yeah. Who well, can
2: yeah. who can be their best selves if they're in a toxic relationship. Well, I remember saying that. Do you remember the day that I told you, I was like, I really think y'all are going to end up being really good friends. Like Mm -hmm. I would watch you interact so well as friends, but there was the things that really I felt like mattered on the marriage front, like the non-negotiables were just never there. It Mm -hmm. was like every time you could gain a little bit of trust back, like a little bit of like the road back, it just got scooped out again. And it was like, there's just, at some point it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. or it becomes sustainable, but both people have to become completely unhealthy to work inside of it. Mm -hmm. And I was watching you go, I don't want to become unhealthy. I was watching him continue to repeat. And then I felt, and this is interesting. This is the compassion side I have for him is I felt like he was doing everything he could do to play the character he needed to play, but he wasn't taking the time to actually learn himself. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So then it was like, he was giving the right answers or he was saying the right things or he was doing the check-ins, but like the two versions of him could never merge and like have a safe place to land even in his own body. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I I think Mm -hmm. that you could agree with that piece too. Mm -hmm. And same, you know, I'm like, I I trust you. I didn't trust you. I'm saying I trust you. I don't Mm -hmm. trust you. So it's, it's same. And, I think with this book too I I will say what I'm most excited about is the how it ended up because again when I started the book I was very angry I was very bitter and there was a lot of things in there that through the work with Amy and just you know healing and growing and learning I took a lot of stuff out because I'm like it doesn't need, it's not about him and that's my most excited piece of it, but also it's my most fearful piece of this week in book release because I don't want anyone to make this book about them. Mm. There could be someone in this book that makes it about them and will say things or, and it's like, this book has actually nothing to do about you or any of my exes. Mm -hmm. It's all about the stuff that like, I've looked in the mirror and I'm doing things differently, and I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm trying, you know, to to do to do better at this. So that's like my excitement, but also my like fear too that someone's gonna try and take it like I'm talking bad about them. I'm like, it has nothing to do about you. Mm-hmm. Well, people Those are my stories, my experiences, and it has nothing to do with it. You might have contributed to my story, but this, this book is not about you. It's about how I had to look in the mirror face the fact that I was repeating really toxic patterns over
2: and over and over and over again and that when people live in offense though they're they're going to be offended no matter how you word it sure if you're a person that lives in offense you will take everything personal Mm -hmm. and so that is more about them than about you for sure is there anything specific you can think about in this book that you're just nervous
1: for it to be out there whether it's a behavior of yours that you're putting out there or something that has happened that, you know, you haven't talked about, or is there just anything that you're just, you're nervous about?
0: Yeah. The, the night that uh, I talked to Miles, mm. because mm-hmm. I, 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 it's such a touchy subject and I don't, um and I got asked about it in an interview and I, I forgot to even, I was going to text to be like, did that come out? Because it's it's such, a, I, I I talk about mm-hmm. how I pulled the 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 case, my gun case from my drawer. I had no intent of committing suicide. It was just there and I grabbed it as like, it was just, I was in a cry for help. And I don't, I can't even explain why I grabbed it or, but it was just, I was I was never going to intend, I wasn't suicidal. And then that's, and I'd, can't, I, I mean, I, for people that are, I, I, I'm so sorry. And I can't even imagine the pain that you go through. I think in that moment, that was just a cry for help to myself. Like, cause I just wanted the noise to stop mm. from the media and the trolls and the, it just, but I would never have taken my life. So that's just like, for me, I just want that to, it's just, it was just touchy. Yeah. And I didn't know if I wanted to put it in there, but it was a moment of like, I hit my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just there. And I just, I screamed at it. And I think it was, that was my way of like, get help.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's powerful. Is there yeah, anything to- that
2: you wrote that you maybe wish you weren't so honest about because your kids will potentially read this later on in life? I took it out. Good for you. Good Kramer, look at you go. Because
0: mm. it wasn't, those things weren't important, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Cause I always do it's wonder important to
0: my story and I keep that in therapy. So there are things mm-hmm. that happened that they don't ever need to know about. Mm-hmm. We know about it. I know about it. My therapist knows about it. Y'all know about it. Nothing else has to be said about it. That's right. Well done BF. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited <laughs> yes. and I really hope this book helps people. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 proud of it. I'm excited about it and I'm very much looking forward to the next chapter. Because it's a big chapter. <laughs> it was just a year, but I've learned again so much since and we'll continue to and obviously we'll chat about it on wind down, but obviously there uh I thought it was important to have Mike come on because you know who he we have not spoken publicly about this or anything. And I just thought it was only fair to let him have a space to be able to talk. And hopefully we can mend some feelings and emotions, but let's take a break. Y'all maybe go in the other room, let Mike come back on the couch and then, and then we'll have you guys back on in a little bit to chat. Sounds good. Sounds good. You guys feel good about that? We feel present. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. guys. Everyone, welcome Mike Cosson back on the podcast. What's up? How does it feel to be back in the 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 wind down?
4: The new and improved studio we got here. It's good. It's like riding a bike, I guess. Actually, I will say, yeah, I wasn't nervous until like this morning. Really? Yeah, because like, I know we had talked about it. This has been a couple months,
0: mm-hmm.
4: kind of in the making. I was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." And this morning, I was like, "Huh? I don't know if it's the Adderall or coffee, but
0: <laughs> or maybe the emotions, or
4: maybe just the fact of being behind a microphone or even saying anything for the first time in two and a half years."
0: Has it been two and a half years since we've podcasted? Yeah. Wow. Let's see what month, month month are we in?
4: It's October of. Twenty-three. So
0: we've been divorced for April twenty twenty. So that's two and a half years. years.
4: Wow. It's felt like ten. <laughs> Emotionally, I think. Dog ears. <laughs> like it's not people can't see me, but it's not just my beard that probably makes me look a little older. It's like a few more wrinkles, a few more grays, even less hair on my head.
0: Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> Um, we well, know what, like do, where do you think like, was it, is it, yeah, just kind of like being behind a mic again or that is that the, is that the, the, the energy or the, the nervousness that maybe came in this
4: morning? Yeah. It was, it was more about just being behind the mic again over whatever we're going to end up talking about Sure, because, you know, like you and I've mentioned before to ourselves, um, you know, this was ours for mm-hmm. a long time and, we have a, we, you know, did a lot on this show. Um, so yeah, I was like, man, I, you know, brings me back a little bit. There's a big part of me that misses this aspect.
0: Yeah. Wind down or being behind a, uh, doing, cause, cause I will say you were, I remember when I started originally and then you came on, I'm like, we, and this was something we, though it was hard, we enjoyed doing the lighter episodes together and you were really good behind the microphone and you're a great interviewer and something where it was hard when you did leave because Mm -hmm. I don't have that innate ability or quality to be able to interview like you've interviewed guests. Like you're just really good at asking questions.
4: I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I think just like any team doing something, we just complimented each other well. You know, we just did in a lot of different ways, especially when it came to professionally. Um, so, yeah, I think, I yeah, I appreciate that. I, there is, I miss both the wind down because even the tough episodes were a lot of growth, a lot of people that got something from it as difficult as it might have been for us personally or emotionally. Um, but even since, you know, 2018, when we started doing it together, feels like a lifetime ago because now, everywhere you look, everybody has a podcast. Yeah. Right. So, you, it's just, it's such an oversaturated market where we benefited from being towards the forefront of six years. Yeah. yeah. Of the timeline that is now podcasting, especially mm-hmm. with TikTok and everything. And it's just soundbite after soundbite after soundbite. Sure. Um, so yeah, I missed, yeah, I miss podcasting in general and I miss us doing it together.
0: Can I ask a question about our podcast? Sure. Before, and then, and then, and then I want to bring someone on that might make you feel back at home. <laughs> uh, but I think when we got, and, and I don't want to again, I want to respect the space that we're in and I Mm -hmm. love the space that we're in. So I don't want to talk too much about the past of certain things, but I I do, I remember when we got divorced, a lot of it was, you know, saying that we wish we didn't share as much on this podcast. And so I kind of thought, well, if we didn't have this platform, that maybe we still would have been married and it wouldn't have been our demise. And, I fought with that for a really long time and I blame myself for having this podcast so much so that I wanted to quit the podcast because I felt the blame of I'm the reason that uh, you know, this all continued and stuff because you felt like you had to be a certain version or we kept telling the stories and it was in tabloids. And so, you know, hearing you say you missed it, it kind of, in a way goes, it oh, makes me feel a little better because for so long I thought I was, it was my fault that we got to this place because of how open we ended up being. And I mm-hmm. know we regretted some episodes that we did, but mm-hmm. that wasn't the total demise then, I guess.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you put that, so much of that on you. Um, yeah, the, the the idea of, the idea of our marriage feeling like it became a business. And then yes, the narrative of me always being the bad guy or always mm-hmm. feeling like the bad guy or any interview interviewer talk show or guest is like, it always came up. And yeah, that is, that wears you down and yeah. wear down anybody. Um, but by, no, by no means was it the demise mm-hmm. did it. Help? No, Mm -hmm. but it's, (sighs) did it play a factor? I'm sure in some capacity, you know, talking about stuff to nauseam. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't have been the the healthiest thing to do on such a platform, but I don't think, I think the outcome is what it was supposed to be.
0: Yeah. I, I was trying to find the, I had a quote in the book where I said, you know, I was always cast as the eternal victim and you were always cast as the perpetrator, two roles that never truly embodied who we were, nor did we ever get to overcome those.
4: Yeah, no, you're right. And even if it was no matter what we talked about or said, those were going to be the narratives written. Yeah. No matter what.
0: Well, let's have someone pop on right now that would like to say hello might have a few questions. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's
4: up? Man, now I really feel back at home. Oh, oh man. It's, it's
3: good to see you, Mike. It really is. It's
4: good to see you, Mark.
3: Oh, it's man. It's been a long time, and you were always very good to me, very nice, very generous, always had a really good time back in Burbank. I miss those days. Thank you. Me too, Those man. were fun days. So we had a lot mm-hmm. of fun.
4: We did. We did have a lot of fun.
3: It, it was it was always weird for me because when there were problems and issues, and I was like, oh, he seems like a nice guy to
4: me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <It never laughs> Obviously, I'm not there with you guys. Right.
4: Uh, that's too bad because it looks like a comfortable uh, room you're in right now. It is. It is. Janice's new house, her new studio in the house, it's very well done.
3: It's cozy. I- have you
4: listened to this
3: show at all since you left? And I know that that might be a weird question, but especially the episodes that were kind of about you or the marriage or the problems or the, the you know, the post chat on that.
4: Nope. Not one minute. Now I will say it was actually this morning. Cause I know Jana had, she had mentioned to me that she m- teased the idea of me coming on to the show a couple months ago. So I found that episode and I listened to like the last 15 minutes just to kind of get an idea of maybe what I'm walking into, <laughs> right? Just a little bit. <laughs> um, so I'm not completely blindsided in any kind of way, which, you know, Jan and I have talked about some things before this, but that was it. That's all I've listened to.
0: And you've done, sorry, Mark, You've you've done, I think in the beginning, and I can understand this, I was trying to find the balance. It was really hard. And you were getting people sending you, so many stories where you're just like, stop sending me stories. And to, and to Mm -hmm. me, you're like, stop talking. And I'm like, I don't like, I'm just trying to uh, cope. And this is, that's the only way I knew how. Right. Right. And I think that was, that caused a lot of rift between us.
4: It did (laughs) very much so. So it would, yeah, it would get to the point Mark where people would even maybe even people that weren't necessarily close in my life, just maybe acquaintances or some kind of lighter friends would, would send me things or whatever. And I'd be like, look, guys, I don't care, so you shouldn't care. Right. I was like, us, me sitting on this or or letting it affect me um, isn't going to help either Jana or I, or more importantly, the kids. So I know what? Jana well, better than pretty much anyone else to this point. Um, so I know she had to go through what she had to go through and I did it my way.
3: Back back to whether or not wind down was destructive, a destructive element in your relationship. Is there any, is there a positive to that in the sense that it brought you two together for a week, for an hour a week and forced you to talk through some things that maybe a typical husband and wife don't sit down and talk through for an hour a week? some of the fights you were having or whatever was it, was there any part of that that was helpful? Because otherwise I think husbands and wives tend to kind of hide sometimes when things aren't going great from each other.
4: Yeah. I, I think that's exactly it, Mark, where it's almost, maybe it even accelerated our timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. to, to not be together. Where to your point, if we didn't have that platform or the questions arise or whatever, we probably wouldn't, we would just kind of put on a smile and, and, feel like everything's okay or act like everything's okay, where it did force us into some difficult conversations that we would later have to go home and discuss and kind of unpack and talk about or bring up in couples therapy or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, that's why, you know, I don't think I don't look at wind down as necessarily the demise. It just accelerated what was inevitably going to happen.
3: What's your life like these days? I haven't spoken to you in years. How's it going? What's your day-to-day?
4: Yeah. um, I appreciate you asking. My day-to-day is literally work and my children. That's If I'm not with the kids, I'm working. If I'm um, with the kids, then I'm just with them. So I'm in the... uh, I'll talk about it more later, but I'm in the health insurance industry Um, as an independent advisor. And I'll just say what to anyone else hearing that or listening be like insurance, like gross, like who likes to talk about insurance, right? Like no one really cares until you need it. And what I enjoy about it is just like anyone in life. And I feel like, especially men, we like to have a purpose, right? A professional purpose outside of anything else, um, being a husband or a father or whatever it may be. And so I enjoy being an asset and that's what I am to people now. I'm an asset to people who need help with something that it's a foreign language to, to most people. Most people don't understand how insurance works. They know that they need it, but they don't know the ins and outs. So I kind of look at myself as a translator where I'm able to take this information, translate it for you so you better understand it and find you a plan or policy that works for you and your family.
0: And where can people find you, Mike? <laughs>
4: um, I'll have Jana post something, but... I have an email and I created an Instagram
0: dun, dun, dun.
4: purely for this. It's not a personal Instagram. It's because I do give people my personal cell phone number as clients because I come with their policies. I'm I'm there to help them through the lifetime of their policy. And so I'm not just going to give out my personal phone number um, to anybody. But it's, you know, if people are interested, especially with open enrollment coming up, um November 1st to December 15th. I'm available via email and direct message on Instagram to help people navigate that crazy world of insurance.
3: Insurance is annoying because you just pay them money over and over and over and over and over again. Then when you do need them, they try to screw you over. Mm -hmm. That's I think that's put people's impression of insurance. 100%.
4: Agreed. And that's what a lot of it is, especially uh, government-based plans. And I primarily work with private market plans, which aren't regulated by the government and follow the same kind of rules. So you're able to get more bang for your buck. And it's actually, it's a lot e- easier when you're working with something that's a superior product, right? No matter what it is, if you work with something that you know is just better, it's a lot easier to do for a living, right? Mm-hmm. And where I don't, some people call this insurance sales. I don't really call it sales. I call it, I'm literally an advisor, if you need help, I'll advise you. And sometimes I can't help you and that's okay.
0: We'll give them your email and then we'll take a break and we'll get back on with some more stuff.
4: All right. My email is michaelcawson.agent at gmail.com. And the Instagram is just, M. I can't believe I'm even saying my Instagram. It's so <laughs> weird. M underscore Cawson.
0: Can we follow each other?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to teach yeah. me. You have to teach me how to do that. I'll teach you. <laughs> All
0: right, we'll take a break and be right back. It's spring break time and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Every day Express recruits and screens workers in your area so when it's time to hire they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year and they can help you too. Just go to expresspros.com. Each Express employment professional's location is locally owned and operated backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. So go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. Mark, you still with us?
3: Still here, ready to go.
0: You got any questions?
3: I have a lot of questions, and these are some questions that you might not want to answer, and that is totally, I totally respect that I always have. You guys have never given me parameters, and I love that about you. And I don't remember you ever telling me to take a question out of the show. But Until if
0: you do, now. No, I'm kidding. I'll do it. <laughs> Whatever
3: you guys tell me to do, I'll do it. Um, first of all, well, look, you're working in health insurance, you're working. Is there, I'm sure if you had the ability to take an eraser to Google, you would. <laughs> Do you find that that follows you around? Like you interview for a job and they say, Oh, you're that Michael Cawson? And have you found that notoriety to be a, a negative or maybe even a positive?
4: That's a really great question because that was a huge concern when I started to look for uh, work. That first year, 2021, I just took time for myself. I was like, I'm either with the kids or I'm traveling, I'm doing stuff, I'm just away. Um, then I did some stuff with a buddy with a startup company. And then, you know, I've been in insurance for a while now. And it was, and there, and admittedly there have been moments where, you know, people always think everything's a scam. Right, and so whether I call somebody who who I've, is a lead that comes across my desk, and I get their information, I call them, and maybe I see that they looked at my LinkedIn because they think I'm not real, or or they look at whatever. And my fear, because then if that person is like, oh, we're going a different direction, and they don't give me a reason why. Now so this has only happened like once, one time in the insurance world that I can really remember, where I was worried. I was like, you know what? I, I bet this guy looked at my information. If you looked at my LinkedIn, he probably Googled me, and was like, "Oh, I don't want to work with this guy." And so that has there have been moments where that's come up, where my insecurity around it has affected my confidence to a degree. Now, those moments are are few and far between, especially now. Um, but they but it still exists, and that's just part of my story. Now, if anyone had the balls to even to bring it up to me, I would, I would welcome that conversation. And
0: I, I think too. not to interject with this question, this is something that I really wanted to get across to with this is, especially with like the book coming out, I wanted him to know that they might grab a few of the stories, right? But why i also wanted him on this week was important because i don't want that to be the story i want how far we've come and and i've you know you you shared with me a story about someone that you were potentially going on a few dates with the very last thing that i would want because i don't have a pretty past and background and i have people that still say oh well you a couple years ago or you were this or you were that i don't want to ever be defined by a headline because I know that I've changed and I've grown and I've, I'm a different version of myself than I was from my twenties to two years ago. And so that's not fair for my ex to have that same always headline or that for people to go back to now. A lot of times, yes, I always have to defend the marriages and I have to defend, yes, I was controlling and yes, I was manipulative. And like, I, but now it's not so much defending. It's just my past and I'm not that person anymore. And I think that's where he's kind of gotten to too, where it's now just your past. But it's not an easy thing to have to have on a Google search for both of us from our past. And that's where I just, I wanted to, in a way, because of where we're at now, protect the fact that you don't deserve to be defined by your past past. Nor does anybody. Nor does right. a Rachel Yucatel from being Tiger was his mystery. Like you know, people should not be defined by mistakes that they've made in their
2: past.
4: For sure, and I appreciate that. And I think you know the the when you when you feel that professionally versus personally, because I've anyone that I've dated or 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 had some time spent some time with in a romantic way, that's one of the first things I, I bring up where I'm like, "What questions do you have?" I'm like, look, you obviously know something. If you don't, then you
0: will. You will, yeah.
4: Um, where I just nip it in the bud. I'm just like, hey, what questions do you have? And whatever question they have, I answer, like just openly and, and and honestly, because if it is someone that's gonna judge you for it or hold it against you, especially in a personal relationship, then I'm like, okay, you're not. You don't need to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been that's been a simpler part. It's definitely been, you know, what Mark's saying in terms of like work has been the only area that I still have maybe some insecurity around it. And, you know, with, with the book, I remember Jana even asked me Mark before.
0: I hated that conversation with <laughs> you more than anything. I remember it was at the soccer field and I hated it. I hated every second of having that conversation with them.
4: What about you writing the book?
0: Well, the, the thing was, was, After our book deal went away. Right. I obviously asked for another deal. Mm -hmm. And you would have hated the first version.
4: Oh, for sure.
0: (laughs) 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 If this book was
4: written in 21. Oh,
0: boy. Well, it was. It was. If it was
4: published in 21. If it was
0: published in 21, it had been a different story. It would have been a whole different story. And through, again, realizing that it's not about him or, an, or another ex or this ex. It's all about looking in the mirror and realizing my patterns and m- m- the things that I had to work on. And even so, some of the stories I'm like, damn it. Like, I don't want it, that to be, want that to ruin this. And so I've really tried to, I skimmed it down as much as I could to respect where we're at relationally. And our new what I've been saying kind of in uh, interviews is we have a new relationship. Our marriage died, but we have now formed a new relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's just, this is a better relationship. And, but we have more, we have a, yes, it's a new relationship. And so I, when we, when I finally agreed that, okay, I'm going through with this book and this is happening, I remember seeing at the soccer fields and we were talking and I said, and I got a book coming out. (laughs) And I just tried to because I just, I didn't, because I'm like, God, we were so good because we were so bad post divorce for a good year at plus. So we got to a good place. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want that energy again.
4: Yeah. And even since you first told me that you're writing a book or that a book was coming out, I was skeptical. But even since then, which was probably what last fall, like a year ago that you first told me, Mm -hmm. things have evolved so much. From last fall to this fall, or even, you know, Jana asked me now that it's published and stuff, she's like, you know, before it comes out, do you want to read it? And I told her, I was like, no. Because I I trust I trust our relationship more now than I ever have. And I believe Jana, what her point and her narrative is. Is if I read it, is there are there things that would bother me? Absolutely, mm-hmm. sure. Right. We all know there's three versions of the truth: mine, hers, and and the truth. Right. So are there yeah, things but even, that, even the even the acknowledged truth might bother you because you're not in that place. You're not going to love right. the
0: laundry room scene,
4: right? And I don't, you know, yeah, I don't even remember what that is exactly
0: because we were so just
4: right. Yeah, it it was a whole different lifetime almost ago, and so for me, I was like, because I thought about it, I was like why read it and then rehash mm-hmm. in my own work and journey, rehash some of these things emotionally and internally and feel any kind of way towards the end where it's like, i again, I trust her. I know where her heart is and anything in there I know doesn't necessarily directly have to do with me anymore. It's just her story. Right. And unfortunately the tabloids or the publications or whoever's going to still write stuff about this, might try to attach me to this, but it has nothing to do with me. And I trust that. Now, if she had published it two years ago, that'd have been a different story. But I just I I don't care. I support her. I'm I'm proud of her. I'm happy for her. But whatever it says about in regards to maybe referring to our marriage, it is what it is. It, it, there's no point in in me occupying time in my heart with it.
0: Is there anything that you'd want? Cause you've never actually had like a statement. Is there anything you'd want to say that like is your.
4: Not really because I've, I've kind of prided myself on not saying anything at any point mm-hmm. and just allowing time to take care of this. Now with that said, I'll just say how grateful and appreciative I am of our situation now, because if it weren't for both of us, we wouldn't be here in this moment. How well we co-parent, how much we, how much love we have for one another and how much respect we clearly have for one another now compared to before. And we all know everyone listening, Mark, you know, we both know many married couples or divorced couples that are just miserable, that it is just supervised drop-offs or like court things or this or that. And it's just, it really has made me appreciate you and our situation tremendously because it could be so, so worse.
3: And it's good that, you know, in 23, putting this book out in 23, you know, the spirit is coming from, you know, the relationship you have, you know, where her mindset is. Two years ago, it would have been more of a venomous situation. Correct. Of a hot war was still going on. But also, I'll also say this. I have many regrets in my life, my relationships, my parenting, whatever it is, we've talked about them on here. If I had to read a book about my regrets that I have, the times in my life that I wish I'd done differently... I mean, nobody would want to read that book. So I understand (laughs) that. Even if it is 100% accurate, what is being described, I still want no part of it because I'm not there anymore. And I hated the way I behaved in that situation, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You brought up dating. Uh, So, and the Google world following you around and all that stuff and the questions that they're allowed to ask you. I wonder how, are you seeing anyone right now? Can I ask that?
4: Yeah, I am seeing someone right now. Um, is is trust an issue there? I mean, it's. I think the infidelity. Wait a what happened? Oh, oh, things oh. change. Things evolve.
0: Okay. News.
4: It, go ahead, Mark.
3: Well, I'm just saying the infidelity is, is going to come up any If she knows anything about you publicly, right, it's right. going to be that. She can ask you all the questions she wants, but I feel like she's going to have that in the back of her mind. And is is that going to be a problem? How do you address that? How do you establish that we're starting fresh? This is a new situation. I'm going to earn that trust.
4: It's not even about me earning the trust because people that I've dated, I've had a, you know, a couple relationships and and people I've seen over the last couple of years. And for me, I've been very upfront again, like I said earlier, like if you have any questions, ask now, right? Mm -hmm. Let's, let's clear all this out. So, you know, then moving forward, it's look just because of my past is known. Doesn't give you the right to not trust me, right? That's not fair. And I won't be in something that I'm not trusted. Now, I'm not naive in in saying that I have the a clean slate compared to maybe someone that you don't know everything about. So I'm understanding of that. But all I ask is like, hey, if you have something come up with you, come talk to me. Don't be passive with me. Don't say little comments. Don't make little hints. I can't read your mind. If something is going on, tell me so we can talk about it. And so those moments, you know, have come up in relationships and, and everything. And that's fine, but it's, I don't have a big tolerance for being, things being said in a way that I can tell they don't trust me. Mm Mm-hmm where I'm just like, okay, like if you're gonna be like this already, I see where this is going. I've been down this road, I've done nothing to give you specifically any reason not to trust me. So let's just call a spade a spade and and we'll end it here. So that's one thing I've been very, very um, forthright with and and, and on the front end of things with anyone that I've seen or dated is you're gonna know where we stand. And I don't really have a big tolerance for this passive aggressiveness, uh, alluding to things, just come out and say it. And I just can't be in something where I'm not trusted if I didn't.
3: I think the best way to get that clean slate and correct me if I'm wrong is to point to the treatment you've been through for your addiction issues.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: I feel like, that's one way of establishing. Look, that was me then. Mm-hmm. This is what I've been through since. This is who I am now. Do you feel like that is completely behind you? Do you feel like you're not not cured, but do you feel like the treatment has put you in a in a, in a good place to be a good partner and to uh, be a better person?
4: Yeah, for sure. And that's that's a question that's come up, especially in the earlier phases of all of this when things were a lot more prevalent. Is is sex addict questions, sex addiction questions. And what I'll tell people is like, do I believe it's a thing? Absolutely. I know it to be. I know too many guys are still, still very close with guys that I was in program with for me personally. What I experienced once Jana and I got divorced if you, would have, if you would have told me before her and I got divorced, hey, Mike, you're going to be divorced in three months. What do you think you're going to do? In all honesty, I've been like, I'm I'm hitting the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. doing everything and everything I want to do. I'm having fun. For the first two months, I didn't do anything, right? I didn't go out, I didn't sleep with anybody. I wasn't even, what we talked about here, watching porn, like nothing. And that time, because I didn't want to emotionally run back to things that I would in the past. Where like, whether it was stuff with Jana and I, or even before Jana or whatever, it's just like, all right, I'm feeling sort, some sort of way. I'm out, I got to check out. Let me go sleep with somebody. Let me go watch porn. Let me, whatever, right? Because that was my thing. And so that like two month span was the first time where I was just like, I don't need, like I'm feeling all of these feelings, but I don't need this. And so it was a, it was a whole evolution and kind of learning process for me. And, and it wasn't like a thing that I just made a decision for myself. It's like, oh, I'm to your point, Mark, I'm cured. I'm no longer, no longer going to 12-step meetings. I'm, you know, whatever. It was through consultation with my sp- then sponsor. It was through consultation with my therapist and just an ongoing process of talking about things where for the first time I wasn't like lying to myself. Right. I wasn't trying to sit here and overcompensate to like prove something to Jana or make myself look better than I w- was because of things in our marriage or relationship or my own shame or insecurity or whatever it was. It was just me living with me, accepting my life at that point and just understanding it's like, for the first time I'm not running to something else to fix this.
0: It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com.
3: Of, of, of where this comes from because i feel like that's when i've looked at beho- problematic behavior from my past mm-hmm. it's really helped me to get to the why of it and w- you don't need to get into the why
4: but do you feel like you were able to figure out the why and the root yeah i think once because towards the end you know i just wanted to blame everything on jana mm-hmm. unfairly right it's her fault if if you didn't keep getting on me, it, you know, I'll be fine. If you didn't do this, if you didn't do that, cause that was just the place that I was at. Where now I could just, yeah. In, in treatment and through all the, the years, I, I learned more of kind of a root of things and I was able to just kind of sit with that and accept it. And then I and I was like, well, I don't have this thing right in front of me to blame. It was like, I used Jana as like my scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Just blame it all on her. Well, if I blame it on her, it's not my fault. Well, that's bullshit. Um, so yeah, I think it was just that time afterwards, just, I was able to, to focus more on just that original root of things and just kind of live there and deal with it.
0: I've never heard you say that. I do appreciate that. Uh, for the girl that blames herself or doesn't feel good enough, what would you say to that person if she's having someone that has continuously cheated on her? that carries that it was my fault. Like, you know, it was Mm -hmm. my fault that now they're all healthy and moved on. And
4: it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with that person. Cause like in us, it had everything to do with me. Just like you can take it back to what we were talking about earlier. Was this podcast an issue because we talked about things and all of that. Sure. Again, do those things affect it? Yes. Yes. Maybe certain ways that Jana was towards me or things that she said or did, did it affect me? Yes. Well, I'm a human. It affected me emotionally, but that's not why I made the terrible decisions that I made. It was because of me. Period.
3: I feel like that's narcissism in a lot of ways. That's the uh, definition of that. Like uh, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, Mm -hmm. I'll never pay a price for it. And if I do pay a price for it, it's someone else's fault. For sure. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think a lot of us have been down that road whether we want to admit that or not. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. we, we talked about two different ways this is going to follow you around. And this is a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. The employment, relationships, the kids. The kids are seven and four. They're not always going to be seven and four. They're going to be on the internet. They're going to find out this stuff that they don't already know about. How are you going to deal with that, both of you? Because honestly, Jen, you brought it up earlier, the stuff in your past that you're not so proud of. Mm-hmm. Mike's got these issues, the issues with the both of you. I think that's going to be some tough conversation someday. Are you going to try to nip that in the bud before they find it themselves? Or are you just going to address it when their friends bring it up? You know, I, I think that's going to follow you around in that way as well.
0: I think something, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think something where we've always kind of said that we would this is when we were still married, but we said that we would sit them down before and be like, but look at us now. And I think it's kind of the same thing where it's a look at us now. Some things happened in our past. Mommy and daddy had some, you know, hard times, but Mm -hmm. we're such good friends now and we can all do things together and Mm -hmm. just manage it on the front end. Right.
4: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that's changed, changed for me at all. Um, my whole goal, like even if you take the last two and a half years, the driving force of me not saying anything was was the kids. I was like, I don't want, for, for me, I don't want my kids to, from this point on, to see me say anything negative about their mother. Mm-hmm. Right? And And that, that was my motivating force every single day. And now it's the same thing where it's like when Janice said, when we're married, it's the same where they're by the time we were fortunate that they're young enough during like the, the, the heat of all of our past where by the time they get of age, they're going to know us as mom and dad, like in the capacity that we are now where
0: Jace doesn't even remember you living like the other day I was watching a video and he's like why was daddy here and I was right. like that was our house baby and I was like oh my gosh he wow. doesn't even remember mm-hmm. that we lived in the same home together
4: yeah it was so little yeah they're not going to know any Jolie will know a little bit of a difference but even now, I mean yeah. so yeah I don't even know how to answer that Mark I just think when the time comes we'll know but
0: We've learned to love our kids more than hate each other.
4: Right. We just
0: continue that.
4: We love them so much that we're pretty confident that when that day inevitably comes, that it's not going to be as big of a deal as maybe we thought it would be.
0: Yeah. And we, you know, we'll talk about co-parenting and some things that we've done later on Mm -hmm. um, in the next, in the next, next.
3: Oh, good tease. And maybe there's a teachable moment there. You know, there's a, you're going to make mistakes in life. You need to own up to them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's we're, no one's perfect. You see your parents as perfect. When they realize they're not perfect, there's a lesson to be learned there, I think. Yeah, for sure. They don't have to be either, and when they make a mistake, they can live up to it. Um, all right. Um, you got one when more look, marker. Okay, one more, was, one more. we're going to get the lot girls lot on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Wait geez. on me. When you look back at your marriage...
0: Here he goes.
3: <laughs> is it... You know, it didn't work out. Or is it I we had a good thing and I f that up? Or is it I f that up but I've 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 improved myself. I've worked on myself and I'm in a better place now. When you look back at your marriage, how do you see it?
4: Go ahead. Okay. I look at it and maybe this is just for my own, like, processing, so I don't live in the past, but I look at it as, you know what? We didn't work out for a multitude of reasons, right? Majority that I'll take blame for. You know, I'll fall on that sword, I'll die on that hill, that I, you know, I, I've, I've owned my stuff. But, but ultimately, we just we weren't going to work out. Um, and I think because of the, the relationship and respect and really blossoming friendship that Jana and I are able to have now confirms that for me where it's like, okay, part of why we're able to be where we're at now is because we're just like, you know what? At least again, for me, it wasn't going to work out.
3: Is it fair to say there was a toxicity with you two, regardless of infidelity at times?
0: It's hard. And I write about this in the book that we didn't really get to have anything but the, Mm -hmm. like, for example, in, in the book, my therapist is like, let's be honest, take away the cheating. You didn't really like them. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, there were so many <laughs> other things that he didn't meet your needs mm-hmm. and you weren't meeting his needs. And, but the cheating was always the reason for, well, why I acted this way and why you acted that way. And so we didn't really get to have a true, we didn't really get to see what our marriage could have looked like really without the infidelity because it played a part from the, the get. Yeah. And I think- that piece is where I just kind of go, I'll never know what it would have looked like because I think that toxicity came in with the distrust and the resentments on both sides. And, you know, it's 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 hard to hear, even being stru- super truthful, just like that's just what it w- was going to be. And it's like, I, I hate that because I wish that, you know, it could have been there's so many years of so much, just, yeah, the, the, the toxicity and the, the the fighting and the stress and all the, I mean, there's just so many years of that. It's like, I wish you to just, if you knew that, let it go. But we didn't know that in the moment, right? It's like, we were both trying to like fight for it. So it's, we weren't given an, I I don't think an ample chance to have
4: a proper marriage. No, and that's where you can play the what if game all day. And that's where I'm just like, I just accept the fact because- I can't, I have nothing to, to, to go back on and to be like, well, if this didn't happen, there's just so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. at this point. It's like, it's, it's an emotional, mental impossibility to, to put ourselves in a situation Mm -hmm. without all of the things that come with it.
0: Yeah.
4: Last question. Ricky,
3: is Jana getting married too soon?
4: Are you concerned? (laughs) what a good question. I
0: hate you, Mark.
4: (laughs) Why are people saying that? I mean, I said that when she first told me.
0: When I told him, he's like, oh, for fun. he, He like came off the Zoom. He's like, Jana. And I was like, I know, I know.
4: Here's what I'll say. Again, I know Jana better than pretty much anybody. I know Jana loves love. Or loves love. On paper, is it too soon? Sure, whatever. But. I love Alan. A lot. Like. The utmost. Respect. For him. And. So it's, no one else is able to experience or or witness what I am able to, right? So yeah, on paper, people would be like, yeah, it's too soon. But from the moment I met Alan, you know, everything has just been respectful, understanding. And I see why. And I was teasing Jana at soccer the other day because I was like, "Hey, Jana, how's it make you feel? You're not the prettiest in the relationship anymore because <laughs> <laughs> that guy is handsome." <laughs> okay, um, but no, I just I, I the fact that talking about Alan is what's making me emotional right now is Same. just is really hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's it's literally. What I, you know, two and a half years ago when we got divorced, what I would hope this could become is coming to fruition because ultimately I knew Jana was going to find someone before me. I just knew. And, and this is what I imagined it could be like. And it's actually being that where everybody is winning. Everybody wins. Jana has a man that is incredible and loving and respectful and truthful from, from all intents and purposes that, that I've seen, that I've experienced, right? So she has what she's looking for. I have someone that I can trust around my kids that I see taking really good care of the mother of my children, which is all I care about as their father. And then it's someone who also accepts the relationship of all of us because he's divorced himself and he understands. And and so he's been through that. And so it's the fact that I can feel as welcome in their home as I do, where I can like, just walk into their house. It's little things like that. I'm like, I, that doesn't go overlooked for me because mm-hmm. he would have every right to be like, Hey, Janet, like I'm not comfortable with Mike hanging around after he drops off the kids. the three of us will sit there and just kind of talk in the kitchen. I'm not comfortable with Mike, you know, whatever he would be in in his right to do that. But it's not that way. Mm -hmm. It's a very uniform thing. And so I, and so for that reason, I personally don't think it's too soon because I see them and it makes me happy that Jana has that and that my kids have that. A really happy ending to a difficult story. Uh, thank you guys for having me on.
3: It's great to see you, Mike. You too, Mark. Great to be on the show. Thank you, that Mark. was fun. I could I could do this all day. All day. Thank you. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll
0: we'll do some more later on in the That'd in be, the near future. Yeah. But um, thank you, Mark, for coming on. And uh, we're gonna do a part two coming up next episode. It'll be the girls. Dun dun dun. Potsie. Stay tuned. Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with real Japanese matcha, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha is rich in vitamin C, catechins, EG, CGs, and L-thionine. Enjoy a delicious matcha latte or smoothie with this convenient green tea powder made from Japan's treasured matcha, finely milled from high-quality green tea leaves. Get 25% off all matcha love products on Etoin using code JAMA. That's code JAMA. J-A-N-A at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and Etoen.com. dot com.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.